Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode interview with actress, social media diva, <laughs> Amber Doig Thorne. Hope you enjoy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by a very, very special guest. Very excited to have her on. Um, I think it's fair to say that you could describe it as as a titan of social media because it, it, it's 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 incredibly impressive. Um, got some wonderful projects coming out. I'm going to stop yabbering on. I'm going to let her talk in a minute. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to introduce... Now, I'm already chuckling because we talked about me butchering names. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stamp your feet, jangle your jewellery, to the one, the only, Amber Doig Thorne. Hello. You said it right. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. And I love the fact that, as always on this podcast, there's a pretense that we haven't had a conversation beforehand. Of course we haven't. No. It's they don't all. need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Um Thank you for me. really, really looking forward to having this conversation. Um this is sort of the first run of a series of interviews that we got coming. And you're the first one? The first one out of the gate. No so, pressure. I was about to say, no pressure, <laughs> but be amazing. I'll try my best. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna we won't build this up anymore. Okay. <laughs> I was looking through um you know, as you do, as you do, you know, because I do a bit of research and I do a bit of prep before we start. Okay. Good, I would hope so. <laughs> I, you know, because I, you know, I've learned on a number of occasions if you go into things blind, it never ends. Really, it's uh, a really. bit awkward. Isn't yes, it? <laughs> yes, it reminds me of a of a parental meeting I once had, and um, I disc- I said, "Oh, so your grandmother?" And she said, "No, I'm mother." No. Yeah, so that didn't that didn't go well. So ever since then, I've always always checked. Did you keep that job? <laughs> I, yes, I've been there fifteen years. Congratulations! And, at some point, I will be rehabilitated and released into into normal society. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think it's fair to say, you, you know, actress, producer, mm-hmm. um, like I said, social media magnet. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's very very impressive, you know. You, I I mean I don't know how you do it. I'm sort of. I don't know how I do it. To be honest, I half the time I have no idea what I'm doing. I just kind of cross my fingers and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of just stumble through all of this stuff. But of mm-hmm. course, um, and we're going to be working together on a little project that uh, mm-hmm. we're cooking up. So I'm, I'm really, really, it is, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. I'm just glad that you can, because obviously we're talking via video here, um, that you can only actually see a, par- a portion of my sort of recording area because it's starting to resemble some kind of back lot. Really? Um, oh, yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and to be fair to my wife, she's she's amazing and so understanding. Um, and the crash mats arrived. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you put them at the bottom of the stairs and you've been I, diving down the stairs every day. My exact text word to my wife was, Louise, you better not be diving, jumping up and down on those stairs until I get home. However... That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, that is exactly what I would do. They are huge. They're massive. And, you, and, you have to dive down the stairs. It was uh, a genuine question. You've tried it, right? Not yet. Our, our, our hallway isn't big enough. I would literally dive and then end up probably through the front In the door. Wall. In the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's good. Safety first, safety first, kids. But it's hilarious because obviously the postman keeps delivering things. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, when like things like this arrives, you kind of, it's a, it, it, it's a full life sledgehammer. Um, and the yeah, company, that? yeah. And uh, the company that makes them is uh, a company called Rubber Johnny's. Oh dear. Okay. And that's that's going to be a good package that you want uh, coming through your door. No, but when you get something that big arrived oh, no. and you got, oh, the- <laughs> And you go, no, 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 please, please. It's fine. You're going to think it's like a... Yeah, and then you pull out a machete. That looks very real. Not and then... really much better than like a giant no, dildo. No, no. And then you stood on your door in your dressing gown at sort of 
eight o'clock on a Saturday morning going, no, it's fine, and waving it's at It's just a machete! And you're just chasing him down the road and he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, kind of went off. Um, all tens- good, all good, we do this, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it happens a lot. Um, now, mm-hmm. where did, cause, cause obviously your passion lies in acting, mm-hmm. um, and, where did it, where did it start for you? Where did it, where did it, where did it sort of begin? Where, where, I'm going to use the X factor word here, so please forgive me. Where did the journey begin? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> well, Hugh, every journey has a beginning. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to voiceover mode. One woman, one stage, she became an actor. No, so I've loved acting since I was like a baby. You could say I'm a bit of a performer in case you can't tell. Uh, comedy is like my thing. And when I was at school, I did a lot of stage shows and a lot mm. of drama and it took me longer than I expected, but eventually I did a pantomime and it was like oh, no, really you didn't. comedic. It was um, of the wizard of Oz and I was playing the scarecrow, but it wasn't just any scarecrow. It was a uh, homosexual Essex scarecrow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I found out that they wrote the role for me, which I was a bit concerned about. Cause I was like, well, I'm a lady. I'm not homosexual and I'm not from Essex, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so it was like heavily comedic. Yes. As you can imagine. And I loved it. Loved every second of it. Like yeah. had the audience in fits of laughter. People were coming up to me afterwards and they were like, Oh my God, I haven't laughed like that in weeks. And I was like, Hey, this comedy thing. Hmm. Hmm, could be something there. Yes. So kind of went into the comedy, kind of went into acting, and then it just into one. Wonderful. I mean, that, that that's great, isn't it? And I think sort of, um, I'm obviously being a teacher, but I was always inspired. I was very, very lucky from a very, very young age that I had some fantastic teachers who always encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very interesting, actually, going to an all-boys school. Um, I went to an all-girls school for a bit. That's funny that you went to an all-boys school. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and putting on a dress. Um Oddly liberating, uh, but... but hey, Bennett, through you, do you have photos? Was it pink? Did it have flowers? No, I mean, it was it was horrific. And I mean, my I, I did maybe 18 years straight of panto. Mm. Wow, uh, so you won a lot of dresses. I, yeah, I mean... A lot of makeup. Oddly enough, not as many <laughs> as you think, but <laughs> I was described as quite possibly the ugliest dame ever to grace a stage. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, because I, a dame's not meant to be... Don't think into it. Don't overthink it. Grotesque was another word used, but then I choose to ignore that. I choose to ignore that. I'd go for more <laughs> hilarious. Yes. 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 Fighting comedy. <laughs> you are not hideous. No. Or grotesque. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I think, it, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's interesting, isn't it, that the, the, the foundation is sown really, really early on. And mm-hmm. uh, my wife's a drama teacher, and it's great when, and, and we, we teach in the same school. And it's, oh, that's so cute! I know we teach, and for years, my or, or well, that's where we met. But oh, I, 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 I can't deal. <laughs> I won't tell the story about where, you know the first time that we met. I'll uh-huh. save that for when we're when we're, when we're filming because she'll be there. And then okay, I, I want to know, but okay, I'll wait. It's a great one. It's a good. It's an interesting one. Um, but you, when you see the young people being inspired, and you see the and you see that moment when it clicks. Um, we do the school Shakespeare festival every year. And we're both lovers of Shakespeare anyway. Um, mm. But to see that moment of the light going on and the inspiration being there. And it is. And, and it's true. And I think, you know, it's it's that moment of you can see that that journey starting. There's the J word again, but it's that journey starting. See, that's the beginning. Yeah. Ah, the <laughs> beginning. In the beginning, there was Panto. <laughs> and then there was life. Yeah. <laughs> so, so following through, did you sort of pursue it then? Uh, all the way through school and then into college and then, cause, you know, ah, <laughs> I did not. So I'm just going to cut you short. I'm like, I could make up an elaborate lie, but no. I right. Didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, just to cut in quickly. No, literally my background is not in acting. I have a degree in theoretical physics. I love doing drama at school and I always did that. But to me, it was more of a, a side thing. Yeah. Um, I'm an only child. My parents are self-employed and I thought I wanted to go to university get a job as a trader, FX trader for a few years, make right. a good sum of money to then fund myself to go through drama school, yes. do it all off my own back and then do acting that way. Yes. Um, I know it's so difficult for so many people having like five jobs on the go while trying to do acting yeah. training. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to try and do it in a, an order that makes sense. So then I have 
one, I've got like a good degree to fall back on, but also I've got the financial behind me, like the backing to yes. keep me going. And then in my final year at university, like it's what I do is a lot of good luck, a lot of good luck, a little bit of hard work and a lot of good luck. I think and, there's a um, lot of hard work there because you, you don't, you, you know, you don't get three million followers on social media without putting in the time. I said a little bit of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I started making videos online. They went quite viral, started to make some money from it, got half a million followers in my last year, graduated, sat down with my parents, and I was like, hey, social media, eh? Shall I give it a go? And it was actually my parents that said, yeah, like, now or never, just you can always be a trader. You can always do that. You've got your mm. degree. You've graduated. Try the influencer thing, you know, it might help you. It might actually kickstart your acting career, your presenting mm. career, your modeling career. You never know. Mm. And that was two years ago. And I haven't looked back. Like since I've grown my following online, it's definitely helped my visibility as an actress. Mm. I do think it's helped me get roles. And I've been in situations where I've met the most incredible people. I've been to the most incredible places and it's helped without sounding like one of those people. It's helped develop me as a person, as an actress mm. and just, as an individual. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like, well, I was on this gap here and I had this journey. No, no, no. It's not one well, of those. I, I, was, I was backpacking in the Himalayas and... Uh... I went to uh, Ghana in my gap <laughs> in Bolivia. No, no, no. <laughs> we all know those people. Yes, yes. Anyone listening is that person. I'm sure you had a great gap year. Yes, I'm sure you did. And those dreadlocks on you were, were wonderful. Reason. Were wonderful. Right. Yes. So nice. So keep those ankle bracelets that you may have worn for the last 10 years. They don't need washing. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. And they don't smell that bad. And, you know, maybe you like dead things. I don't know. Oh, don't. To be fair, I can't judge. I went through a phase where I had festival wristbands. I had so many. They went up to this one freckle. This is the marker. It went up to this freckle, right? Wristbands from here to here. And I was convinced. When I was in the shower, I'd wash them. But I knew they still... I mean, they're not the cleanest things, and I had them for a few years, a few years, and yeah. then I was like, no, no, they must be cut off. And that was a sad day, the parting. It's like, it's sort of, you know, maybe like sort of, I don't know, it's like, you know, a bat mitzvah. or the, the, I you know, it's more like losing a child. Yeah, yeah just growing, you know, the, it's that moment, that step in, you know, I'm going to be, a, 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 you know, I'm going I'm to say I'm going to be a woman. And then click, and then it's, that's it, you're there. Exactly. So, obviously... You've, I mean, looking at, you know, just, just doing, you know, reading about a couple of, you know, things about yourself. You went and trained, um, mm -hmm. in America. Um, yeah. where exactly did you train? So I trained at the Beverly Hills Playhouse in Hollywood. That sounds which, fabulous. Uh, yeah, it's for like Michelle Pfeiffer, Al Pacino, George Clooney, like they've had some incredible students and the teachers mm. are amazing. Mm. Like absolutely, I can't put into words how much they helped me and I learned more in my time training there than I have. I'm 24 years old. Then I have in my entire life, and that is quite a statement. God, just... I feel really old right now. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. You don't look a day over... How old are you? I'm 38. You don't look a day over 37. Oh, you're 38. What? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, 30 or 31. No, I, I, I'm going to... And you've got a glow. Well, I have. That's that's sort of... Um, it's Like yeah, I said, it's the... the, it's, the <laughs> it's the It's the combination of flop sweat and anxiety. It's great. It's sort of, <laughs> it gets you there. You know, it gets, it gets you through it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be 39 at the end of February. Oh, my God. You Honestly, you don't... You look early 30s. You don't look late 30s. Well, thank you very much. It's No uh, worries. That's your one compliment that, for the day. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Good. I'll take anything at the moment. <laughs> My wife's reaction to the little story I told you earlier on was she just started wetting herself laughing. So oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, it, I got to be honest. If it was somebody else who told me that, I would start laughing. I was holding in my laugh, but I didn't want to be rude. I was like, no, I'm going to control myself and then laugh later. It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely yeah. fine. It's like, <laughs> it's like I really enjoy a good person, somebody falling over. I love it when people fall over. When I fall over, I laugh. Yeah. Everyone laughs at me and I join in and they're like, why are you laughing? I'm like, cause that shit was hilarious. Yes. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't laugh when you fall over yourself. But it's funny. Why don't people laugh when they fall over? Yeah. They try and hide it. They're like, oh, I was tying up my shoelace. Like, you're wearing flip flops. There's no shoelaces. We know you're fucking. <laughs> it's like, the moment, you know, I was, I remember, you know, very, very early dawn, doors when I was trying to impress, uh, impress my wife. Mm -hmm. And I was, we were in a, a, a colleague's classroom and her desks were arranged and they had a gap in the middle. And I just went to put my hand the one way and I fell straight through the gap. <laughs> Whack! Oh no! Play cool, trick. Play cool. Oh, what what happened? How did you? I, and, and, and like me, Louise loves a good fall. 
Okay. She loves That's a good, good. fall. So, so she anyway, started yeah. laughing, fell in love with you, sense of humor, amazing. Now you're married. Good story. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's all okay. good. Okay. Ended up well. <laughs> now, um, now you talked about sort of, you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Al Pacino, be, you know, being the, the former students in there. Yeah. So were your sort of, you know, was the actual school based around any particular, was it based around the method? Mm-hmm. Um, or was it sort of a combination of different techniques or... You know, was it sort of, you know, Strasbourg based or, 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 the, or the classical Stanislavski based or Brecht or, you know, those yeah, type so of things? Yeah. It wasn't actually technique based. This is a really risky thing to say. I don't actually have like a technique. Like oh. I kind of use a variety of, oh, is she an actor? Get her off the podcast. Oh. Her life's a lie. No. So I just kind of, you know how everyone kind of has one technique. I just like to use a little bit of everything. Mm. And what I really liked when I was there is they were saying they're like you don't even need to put a label and you don't need to use a technique whatever works mm. for you works for you so say for me i didn't know what, what the different techniques meant at first and i was like well for me i just pull on past emotions like, i just feel it yeah i don't really feel like it's standing i literally just methodizing for example mm. literally put yourself in the shoes there's so many different ways to look at it and the teachers there obviously they have their own methods but i think some people are like no i'm using this technique and this mm. technique only and they would kind of cater an individual lesson to that person so we had group lessons but then we were learning monologues and scenes and they'd ask our little like pairs to go up individually and they'd give us individual feedback yeah so even though as a group they didn't want to specify any techniques in particular it was just broader advice on how to address the character like actually learning a script not learning the lines like feeling the lines, so you can then react to the lines because what a lot of people do is they'll learn the script but then they're still thinking about what they're saying like acting is reacting what so many people forget yeah yeah. And even when I started out, someone said that to me and I was like, what does that even mean? And it, it is so important. Like, that's the difference between a, a good actor and a great actor. A great actor can react on the spot without having to think, oh, what's my next line? Mm. Um, so no, were, I, I can't remember what your question was now. I, was, I just get excited and talk. But no, great. they were amazing. They were amazing. So they didn't push any technique in particular. Basically, whatever you felt comfortable with, they kind of nurtured the talent and helped you develop whatever route you felt like you were going down, which was amazing. Yeah, so... How do you approach, do you have any, you know, do, when you, when you get a script, do you yeah. approach the role in any particular way or do you just sort of just think, okay, this is what I'm doing. Um, do you do any preparation for it? Do you sort of research your, do you do any of those type of things? Yeah. So it depends. Like it's different if it's say a corporate job or a short film or a feature film, they're yeah. all different. Like, for feature films, I do so much research. It is a bit sad, like hours and hours on my laptop. No sunlight, no human contact. It's a bit weird. <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> no, for feature films, if it's like a long running thing, I'm like, you know, it's fine. Just lock yourself away for three months. Don't eat. And just, I'm joking. I eat way too much. No, oh God, I don't want everyone to be like, she's got an eating disorder. The point is, dedicate yourself to the craft um yeah no i like to do research i've been on sets before where people don't they don't lend the script until the night before and i'm just like oh okay like if that works for you cool i'm quite lucky i have like a semi-photographic memory so i can learn scripts quickly mm. and i've been in positions where i've been asked to be on set the next day so i have learned it overnight and it's yeah. just not the same like mm. to me i feel like i'm working as an yeah. actress, I feel like I'm acting. Right. So for me, preparing in advance, looking into the character, doing some like backstory. If there isn't a backstory, I like to create my own little backstory, See, which no one else so, needs to know. That's so much more fun, isn't it? It is. And the crazier, the better. I make the weirdest backstories and no one else ever finds out. But we're on set and someone will say something and it'll, like, I'll have an inside joke with myself that links to my backstory. And I'm like laughing and they're like, why is this crazy bitch laughing? <laughs> and I'm like, ha, 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 that's what my ex-boyfriend said seven years ago when I was living in Guatemala. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Backstory. All good. Pray continue. <laughs> <laughs> I could go all day. How long do you have? <laughs> no. It is, it, you know, I, I've always, you know, it, it's really, really fascinating. And I mean, I was lucky, um, I stepped back on stage for the first time in about nine years, um, going back, or maybe just, just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for, because, uh, a good friend of mine, and she's been a stage manager since I, you know, um, in the theatre, well, like, you and she was, it was, she was 80, and she's retiring at 80 from oh, being a stage yeah. manager. And she, I mean, she's still fierce now. She is just, um, she's just, terrifying Um, (laughs) and it was really nice because i got to revisit a role that i played 27 years ago how was it it was amazing it was absolutely incredible and you know you it's you know it's it's a good job that i had 27 years to remember my lines because (laughs) anybody who's ever been anywhere near me i'm terrible with lines 
I really? ter- oh, I was terrible After with lights. Twenty-seven years. Did you get them right? I was bang on. I was okay, absolutely bang on. Like, absolutely Phew. bang on. But then my sort of, I've always sort of approached things where I do like to just throw, the, just the, just a curveball, just something mm. every now and again, just to keep it, just to keep it moving. But keep what? It I, fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but what I found from uh, particularly looking at directing and sort of actually sort of approaching a bit from a directing from a directorial point of view mm. is actually I'm not. I want. Obviously, I want the, you know, the, the lines to be there, but I also want it to feel fresh and real and in that moment. Um, and I suppose what you're saying is that's something that, that, that sort of, you know, that is, that, that I suppose that is your approach to it all. Mm-hmm. How does that fit in on a busy set? Well, I think you have to kind of judge the set. Like, one thing I've noticed is for comedy, like anyone who is like a comedy actor, it's when you're saying a joke and it's a rehearsed, scripted joke. You can only say it more times before it, so many times before it falls flat. Like if you're yeah. going to do that, take 10 times, people aren't going to react the same. You're not going to have the same energy because it's a joke and it's meant to be like a kind of split second thing that you say. Yeah. So sometimes I think it is nice to have a bit of variety. Uh, when I was younger, when I started acting, mm. I was told that if you're on a set and someone says, you know, do another take, do the exact same thing again. Mm. And that's what I thought. And as I've got older and I've had more experience on sets and spoken to more directors, I've realized Sometimes they get the perfect take in one, but they want a variety. Yeah. So I'll ask the director what they want, but like, I love improv and I like changing things up a bit. So if I meet someone who's directing and they're like, look, every take, do something a bit different. Like this is a similar example. If anyone listening who is a model, they will understand this. It's the same with modeling. Like you don't take 10 photos in the same pose. You Mm. slightly move your face or like your body, the tiniest amount. And it's subtle, but it makes a difference. And then when you look at them back, you realize, oh, I didn't even make that much of a change, but wow, it actually has an impact. And it's yeah. the same with acting. Like a small mannerism, like brushing your hair away from your face, like an awkward laugh, it does make a difference. Yeah. And I just think it is important to have that freedom. Sometimes you're going to be on sets. Like if you're on huge sets, obviously they want you to be like word perfect and not mm. change anything, which is totally cool. Mm. And I like that as well, because I feel like you know exactly what you're doing and you can't mess up. Whereas sometimes <laughs> if you change things a bit, there's a lot of room to mess up. Yes. <laughs> which <would be> scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of, and I mean, looking at your credits, um, and of course you've, um, you know, looking at, you know, you've got a, you've got a, a new one coming out now. If you want to, are you able to talk about that now? Oh, you... go on then. Oh, come if on. If I have to, then I can. Now, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it today and I was, you know, before we get to that point, you got, there was one here that really, really caught my eye. Uh, you were in Fanged Up. Yeah. Um, with <laughs> the infamous Dapper Laughs. Okay. Yeah. You say what you're going to say and then I'll say what I'm going to say. <laughs> no. I, no, obviously, I'm, you know, I have never met this person ever, but again, this is somebody who has been in the, in, in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the film. It is actually on my watch list because it is going to be appearing on. It's hilarious. It, yeah, it is going to be I appearing. I was shocked at how funny it was. It was really good. It Not will... just because of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will pop up on uh, a smaller segment that we have on the podcast called What the Wookiee Watched, which is where okay, we do three, we do three, we do three, um, three very, very short reviews of sort of, sort of films that don't always get, you know, the light shine on them. Yeah. What was your experience like working uh, with somebody who was clearly been in that sort of, you know, you know, been in that that sort of storm and coming from a social media background and coming from a sort of a comedic? What was it like working with uh, working with him? It, it was amazing. So he's one of the people where I heard about him before I met him. So I kind of knew who he was. Yeah. And I was at an event and he approached me and we got talking and he is such a lovely guy. He's right. he's so down to earth. He's funny. He's kind. He's got a wife and kids, which people don't realize. Yeah. And he's a bloody hard worker. Yeah. So for me, like no matter what the media says, it doesn't really bother me because like we're friends. We get on. He's a good guy. And at the end of the day, everyone kind of has a persona that they put on. Yeah, yeah, like, completely. Oh, outside, completely. If that makes sense. Completely. Um, so I think sometimes comedians do this. They'll make jokes and they're making a joke to be funny. They're not trying to target anyone. Like yeah. sometimes in an awkward situation, like at funerals, sometimes people make jokes. It's not appropriate, but I'm it's the worst at funerals. <laughs> you're the joke, aren't you? I you see the joke and you're like, well. <laughs> and, and, and my wife's going to kill me for saying this, but she's exactly the same. When her adrenaline starts going, she starts laughing. Oh no, you can't laugh at a funeral. You, know, she start, that's okay. you can't laugh. You know, and, and the, there is a Christmas, there was um, a, a, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna, we were at a school 
Christmas concert, not、uh-huh. involving where we work, really, honestly. Okay. And she was just completely the adrenaline for whatever reason was going. She had to go outside and just calm herself down because she、well, was because just, she was laughing because、so、she、much. was laughing so much <laughs> and just burst and just burst into tears. And then,、oh, no. and, and she was supposed to be recording this whole thing, and then for about ten minutes, the camera's just shaking. No, it's、like, ah. even better. Hadn't even pressed record. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god, it was just absolute genius. Genius.、Oh, I feel like she's my spirit animal. That is something that I would do. Yeah, yeah. Good old Luna. Good old. It's a prop, but it is. It's hilarious to watch it that moment, and I'm the same. Or I think of really, really inappropriate things to say. I do that, and then I think of how I can't say it, and then I'm going to say it, and then I start laughing because I think, what happens if I actually do say it? And I never end up saying it. I'm just going to be sat down and laughing to myself. Yeah, and I, I, I and th- there have been times where I have lost control of my inner in monologue.、Um, Ask Leighton、uh, when he's when, when we've been. Do rec- tell. Oh, I mean, there's been a number of times on the podcast. Well, Leighton.、Ooh. Oh God, yeah. And the, the number of times Leighton has sort of, we've been recording, and he's sort of, because we've, we, we obviously we're recording like we are now via this. And、uh, there's a number of times he'll be looking at me, and、uh, you know, obviously because this is audio, folks, you won't be able to see this.、Uh, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm shaking my head in a sort of really sort of, I'm not angry with you, but、uh-huh. I'm disappointed. Why? So he'll just go, yeah, or he'll start going, you've got to cut that out. You can't put that. In yeah,、there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so it is. Yeah, I don't know where we've gone now. Anyway,、um, <laughs> find up. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll wind up. We'll cut it back. It'll be fine.、Okay. It'll be fine. Find up. Yes, find up.、Mm-hmm. So, what was it like working on that film in general? I mean, we've talked. We talked about the lead and those. But what was your experience like on set for that? It was great. So, Fanged Up was my first feature. I'd done some extra work before. I think everyone in the industry has done some extra work. But being like a supporting cast member as opposed to extra, you are treated quite a bit different.、Mm. And I'd seen it before being an extra. But、um, so Dapper's real name is Dan, and Dan was、yeah. like, "Oh, I want you on this film."、Um, he approached me for it, and I'd heard about it. So I was like, "Oh my god, yay!" And、uh, he was like, "Look, it's a supporting role.、Um, like, it's not a huge role or anything, but I just think, you know, I think、yeah. you'll you'll really enjoy it." So I was like, "Cool." So I turned up on the day. I had the script and everything, and it was super organised. So、mm. all the sets that I'd been on before, they were organised, but things always went wrong, or like someone wasn't in the right place at the right time, yeah, or like hadn't、yeah. given the script. And I, I was just like shocked how well organised everything was.、Mm. And I was like, "This is weird. This is my first like decent role in a feature, and everything's going well. Like something's got to go wrong. Just wait." <laughs> And like nothing did. Like everyone was lovely. Like the crew was amazing. The cast was amazing. I know you're probably digging for some gossip, but honestly, no, 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 no not at all, not at all. And <laughs> you're just like, God damn it, why can't there be drama? But no, honestly, it was like I can't fault it. It was a really good experience. And from that,、um, even before I saw the film, I was like, because before, I think until you have a biggish role in a feature, you think like, can、yeah. I can I make it? You know, can I actually do this? Yes. And for me, I wasn't too sure. And even though that was a small role, I just felt at home. Yeah. And it just felt natural. And the day that we had the premiere, oh my god, it was like the best feeling ever. Like I had my best friend Grace with me, and she was、yeah. recording. Like when I came on screen, she was like, "Oh my god, that's you!" I was like, "I'm big my faces!" And, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was really, really cool. No, the other thing that did impress me,、um, I, I, it did really <laughs> impress me. And there was this moment where I just thought, "Oh my god." She's worked with Dean Motherfucking King. She's worked、oh, with.、Yeah. She's worked with fucking Superman.、The、It's、seven. Superman. Uh huh. Yeah, he's how, a lot of respect for him. A lot of respect for him. I mean, I think lots of people obviously see remember him as Superman and from Clark and Lois and you、he、know. He is Superman. What are you talking about? <laughs> But actually, he's a very very hardworking actor. And I think you know, and again, sort of people. You know, I think he had, you know, obviously that that sort of lot that 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 huge success、mm-hmm. very very early on. But tough actually, follow up, really tough to follow up on something that incredible. Almost impossible, almost、mm-hmm. impossible, particularly with television, and particularly television from 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 the nineties, because everybody knows you.、Yeah. And if, and I mean, what do they do? Eight was it? Eight seasons? It was a lot of seasons. <laughs> Yeah.、Um, so, what was it like to work with? And I mean, he is—you know—he is a genuine name.、Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like to work with him? So, I didn't actually have any scenes with Dean. Ah, 
So <laughs> cut the section of the interview. Oh, this We're is the- best friends. <laughs> no, so um yeah, there were some scenes, um so obviously it's called the seven, the seven yeah. lead roles. But there's some, not to give too much away, but there's some flashback scenes, which yeah. obviously none of the seven are involved in. Yeah. So none of us really got to work with Dean. He was like on a completely different set on a completely different day. But I only heard good things when he was on set. Real nice guy, apparently hardworking. Now, lots of people forget, actually, mm-hmm. when it comes to filmmaking in particular, is the technicality involved in it. And mm-hmm. there's a wonderful line that Robert Duval always talked about that he... Um, that he picked up from Spencer Tracy. And the line is, say your mark and hit your lines. And <laughs> I love it. I really, and, and, and that's something that's always stuck with me because actually when you see a very, very good actor, particularly a very mm. good, because there is a huge difference between screen and stage. Um, mm. Or I tend to think so. I know some people don't, but I tend to think there is a, because you know, I think stage nature. is far more difficult. I have so much respect for stage actors. I couldn't do it. Because it's a much, it's, it's such a huge space. You've got to fill that space. Not only that, but like screen acting, you can fluff up your lines. Line, line. If you're on stage, there's like 200 people watching you. You can't say, sorry, Susan, third row from the back. Read the script. You can't do that. You can. It just depends on the production. <laughs> if it's a panty, like, I forgot my line. Shall I make it up? Yes. <laughs> I've actually had a book thrown at me on stage. Oh. I've had the, had the lib, the, the, the script thrown at me from the wings. Okay. <laughs> not like a heavy vibe. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, that's no, no. That's bad. a completely different story and that rally didn't go very well, but. That was another uh, day. We <laughs> I was young. I needed the work. Um, oh, but, but yeah, no, but that sort of, that idea of when you're on set and <laughs> the lighting has got to be set. Mm-hmm. You've got your camera. You've mm-hmm. got your, you know, the, the, the you need to you hit you, you know you've got this amount of room to move in yeah um to try and keep that spontaneous and keep that real mm-hmm. um as an actress what do you prefer um do you prefer a lot of takes do you prefer less takes i my favorite thing is one take right so literally like my own i do my own videos online that's how i kind of got to where i am today doing comedy sketches and as i was saying before obviously the seven is a drama so it's completely different yeah but for comedy i'm like okay one take two takes if you do it more than that it's a bit old it's a bit boring and it's not going to work yeah so and from that pretty much everything that i do like if i do an audition i make sure that i know that script back to back and i will give myself two takes occasionally if there's like a fire alarm going off three (laughs) takes but i like to do it in one or two because i think Sometimes you can over practice something mm. and similar to what you just said, like the spontaneity can go. And especially when you're meant to be surprised or it's an action evoked by someone else's action, like a reaction. Mm. For me, I'd rather get it done in two takes, but perfect those two takes rather than do like 10 half hearted takes. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people like it the other way. And mm. I've been on sets before where I'm perfectly happy to do two takes and I'm look at the, like I watch it back and I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy with that. And other people aren't. So obviously we'll do more. That's not an issue. Yeah. But, to me, I think if you learn the script well enough, you know your character well enough, you can do it in a few takes. Okay. So what do you actually look for from a director? Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's so difficult because like, I'm a director myself. I direct my own things. Yeah. And I'm like co-producing projects at the moment, short films and directing. And it's so, so difficult because when you, of course, you'll understand this. And I think a lot of people listening will. When you come up with a project, say you've written a script, whether you're directing it or not, you're going to have a vision. Yeah. It's a thing. So when you're a director, all directors have director's visions. It's a thing. But when you're an actor and you also direct, you also have a director's vision, which sometimes isn't great if there's a director because you might have a different vision. Mm. And I think on a lot of sets, directors are used to actors acting and not doing any other things, which is, is great, you know, perfect your craft. I'm not perfect at acting, but I'm okay at a few different things. (laughs) So for me, sometimes I like to bring something extra and say, you know, well, what if we try this or what if we try this? And I really like it when some directors don't like that. And I completely respect that. Like that's their job. It's not mine. But sometimes when they're like, yeah, okay, I want the feedback. If there's something that you feel from a directing point of view, we could do differently. Let's try something differently. We don't have to stick by the book. We can be open. Like you guys become the characters. So if you're that into character that you really feel, you know, my character wouldn't say this word because mm. of this, because of this. Yeah. And that actually happens a lot on the set of the seven. Um, cause my character is quite a bitch. And there were some <laughs> lines when I was like, okay, I really like this line, but I feel like my character's called Lindsay. And I was like, but I think Lindsay's a bit too sassy. You know, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't let her guard down. She'd do yeah. this, this or this. And I sat down with Rich, who's the director, and he was like, yeah, no, cool, love that. And he was so good, like giving direction, giving you space to breathe and do what you want to do. 
And I just think that helps you give an even better performance. It's mm. just elevating like every level of the acting and directing and just everything. <laughs> I like that. So if anyone wants to be a director, those are the top tips. <laughs> yeah. Just just everything. Just everything. Just be amazing. Yes. And bring lots of food. Donuts. Well, it's, it's, it, is that a hint? Donuts. Donuts. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, you. Please donuts. have donuts. <laughs> Amber's Rider, donuts, and just a, a brandy donuts. glass of just <laughs> brown M&Ms. Okay. We'll work yeah, on no, that. Yeah, no, no, no. Not the brown M&Ms, the blue ones. What, do you take me for an animal? <laughs> Come on, you. <laughs> apologies, apologies, apologies. It's okay, I forgive you, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It is, you know, it it always fascinates me because I've always loved, um, I don't like a lot of takes because like you said, I I do think it takes away the spontaneity of things. But then when you hear stories of, um, particularly the stories on like Eyes Wide Shut where Tom Cruise had to walk through a door 20, 40, 50 times, it's just, how do you maintain, how do you maintain your concentration? Yeah. How do you maintain your concentration? I've heard some stories of certain actors, not going to name names, but big actors. And they will literally say, just roll that camera. And I'm just going to say this line a hundred different ways. But bear in mind, the other actors on the scene have to say the cue lines and the lines afterwards. And I'm thinking like, how difficult must that be? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I mean, if they get it perfect in the end, good for them, whatever works. But oh my goodness, I could not do that. I have the attention span of a goldfish. I'm like, okay, where am I? What year is it? What is happening? Yes. Like, I just couldn't, no. <laughs> Whose feet are these? Oh, right, okay, here we are. Oh, they're mine, okay, I need to kick you cold. Not this film, my bad. <laughs> no. Things happen sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm joking, I haven't kicked anyone, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> really? Stress- it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. We'll be handing the tape into the police after this. It's, it's the fun. pressure of being the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> and subsequently, arrests were made. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> you've just... Pretty much, you you just starred in your in your first full feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I believe it's not out quite yet. Um, no, so it was meant to be released in October, and then we had some reshoots, so it should be released in February. No, sometimes next. No, this month. is Night House, isn't it? Oh, this is a new one. Oh, oh that's so seven is the one that I did. So I've got. Uh, how many features? Have I? I've got a few features coming up this year. I've got the Night House, which yeah. I am so excited about. It's Kind of this like vampire thriller. I play Rook the Vampire Princess and she is so badass. Like I bought these shoes for the character and they are like, you look at them and you think she's a vampire princess. They're amazing. <laughs> um, so that's coming up, which is really cool. I'm doing another one, um, called This Time Next Year I'll Be Famous, which is about this actress who's also a director. Basically, she tries to do too much, realize that she can't. She's not getting where she wants with her production, brings on this amazing director. Everything goes whoosh. But it's like a really emotionally challenging role and a lot mm. of things go wrong. Then I feel like there's another one that I've forgotten and I'm going to hate myself later for forgetting it. You've got Agent M. Yes, thank you. I told you, did my research, did my research. Literally, oh my God, I was just thinking, I was like, there's one huge one. I cannot tell you how excited I am. We filmed the short. I think we've got funding for the feature. I'm not sure, keeping my fingers crossed. It's based on a book by this guy called Roger Grubbs. He's just amazing, mm. amazing author, love the story. Like I play Agent M. The film's called Agent M. I'm like, it's going to be my face on the posters. Mum, I've made it. Yeah, I'm so excited. So in terms of those kind of roles, um, physical, because, you know, that's quite a, you know, by the looks of, it's quite a physical role. It was a very, very physical shoot. (laughs) Yeah. So how much prep do you do for that? So I'm quite lucky that I'm quite physically fit. I completed nationally in like athletics running like I used to shoot I did hockey I did tennis so I have really high fitness level my mum's a PT so for me the fitness side isn't too bad um I've done stage combat in the for, uh, in the past I can't even talk now it's getting too late I've done stage <laughs> combat in the past um I've done dance so I found stuff like capoeira um let me say this let me have a drink I think this is what it yeah, is it's the yeah. excitement good lord water drink of water not vodka just in case dear me it's fine Usually Leighton, when we record, is absolutely dying a death. I was just thinking, I was like, okay, it's been 51 minutes. I was like, what is wrong with my head? I was like, words are hard. Getting back onto it. It's because I'm so excited about this project. Honestly, I can't tell you. Um, So ages ago, ages ago, this time last year, when Black Panther came out, I went to this Capiero workshop, and Mm. it's this form of Brazilian dance. Yes, martial arts and in the film all of the fighting was based on capoeira which is this dance and i've realized like i have training in dance and it helps me in these stage combat because like in a fight scene it's you and someone else and the way that you have to move around each other it is kind of like a dance yeah so i feel like i've got a good 
background i'm good at learning routines whether it's like dance or like a fight routine i just like to challenge myself mm. in an acting perspective and physically mm. so in agent m we had this one scene and it's meant to be like this huge guy is kind of strangling me and they were like oh we can do it this way and i was like oh we could do it for real and they were like well and i was like no come on let's try it and mm. i was literally like i had bruises on my neck and afterwards i was like Wah! But they're like, oh, that was amazing. I was like, cool, we got it, guys. <laughs> I had to explain why I had bruises on my neck for a while. I think people thought I was a bit, like, kinky. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you, you know, a number of times I've gone in to work, you know, and uh, been black and blue from training and different things. And people look at you as if... Man, people think you're crazy. Yeah, and people sort of look at you and go... You okay? like, is everything okay at home? You're like, oh, no, no, no. It's a, I'm an actor, actor, yeah. stage combat. Or then when you say to them, you know, no, 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 no. I sort of, you know, I, you know, I, I broke, I remember breaking my wrist. Um, I was training, um. Well, when you were training for something, oh my God. Yeah, goodness. yeah, yeah. I was training for, I was training for, for a grader in Krav Maga and I broke my wrist on a Polish guy's face. And, um. Wait. Uh, what happened to his face? Oh, he was absolutely fine. He shook his head and just continued to beat the shit out of me for about a good 10 minutes afterwards. But um, <laughs> I remember being at work and sort of writing on the board. And then suddenly uh-huh. my thumb just sort of like went the other way. And I th- thought, oh, I better go and have this looked at. But then you've got to explain to people. And Louise is there going... I told you it would happen. I told you. I told you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, fine. 14 weeks in plaster like this. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah. But it is interesting when you tell people what you do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the great thing is as well, we're going to be, obviously, we're going to be filming uh, our short, um, mm-hmm. School Hall Slaughter. Um, but we are using my school that I work mm-hmm. in. I thought that was really cool when you said that. I like that. Um, and having the conversation with the head about that must have been interesting <laughs> it, the look that you get but he's kind of used to it by now mm-hmm. and he so he, so he said oh so i i, I take it it's going to be horror and i was oh. like um yes now do i tell him about the acid scene or do i just 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 just, just play it down Play down, Lloyd. Play down. down. Yeah, Always yeah. So I told him about the acid scene, and he was still fine about it. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, if you tell someone and they say no, and then you do it, you're an asshole. Yes. But if you don't tell them and you do it, you didn't know any better. No, no. I, I, I do. I have kind of bought into the idea of sometimes it's better to beg for forgiveness. Yeah. Go ahead and do yeah. it and then beg for forgiveness after. That always that that kind of helps. Yeah. That's now, pretty <laughs> now the rook, the night house. Um, yeah. So how did how did that come about? How did that project come about? So that came about from are you familiar with Star Now? Yes. Yes. The casting website. Well that's so, where yeah, that's where uh, that's where I found you. Yeah, I, of course. Of, of course. course. Plug for Star Now. Plug for no, Star Now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been on Star Now since I was thirteen, which is weird because I only moved to London in twenty fifteen, which was what 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 year are we in? Four years ago. So, and you can't really get any roles on Star Now until you're 18. So I had like five years of just hoping and praying. Moved to London and pretty much everything that I got up to the end of last year was through Star Now. Mm. And the Night House was one of them. So I applied for a role. And I remember very clearly I got a uh, message on Star Now from the director. And he was like, can we talk on WhatsApp? I was like, cool. Um, I'm just literally on a train. I'm like traveling from shoot to shoot. Mm. But sure. So he's like, oh, can you voice note? And I was like, um... Yeah, but I'm in a quiet coach. He's like, well, can you go to the end of the quiet coach? And I was like, okay, this guy's sassy. I like it. So I was like, cool. Uh, so he sends me this voice note and he's like, okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about the character and you have to respond immediately. Go. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, <laughs> and obviously I said words, not those noises. That would be strange. Well, that would be and- best in- best audition ever. So what would your character do if there's a homeless person and you're a vampire and you're hungry? <laughs> no, <laughs> scare them off. So we, we did this for a few questions and I've never really had anything like that. I've never, I felt like I was a bit interrogated mm. and it was really strange and I felt a bit puss on the stop, but I really liked it. And I was like, this guy is so passionate about this project. Mm. The way he talks, you can just tell. And like, he's, he's such a nice down to earth guy. And I was like, okay, this, this is a cool project. So then he was like, I want you to do a self tape. So I was like, cool, cool, send over the script. And he was like, no, there's no, there's no, there's no script. And I'm like, okay, is it like a, like a video introduction? He's like, no. Um, I want you to improv a scene where, uh, you're a vampire and you just talk about eating homeless people when you're hungry. And I was like, well, of course. As you do, cool. 
Cool. Okay. Um, so again, I was like, I'm going to give myself one take for this. So I literally just sat down with a camera for like three minutes and just chatted shit. And I sent it to him and he loved it. And he was like, that was such a good audition. And I was like, Oh, like I did it one take. I didn't really know what I was doing. And he was like, no, this is why I ask you questions. So it's the initial reactions because yeah. even if it's not an improv film, mm. sometimes like he likes a lot of improv, which is why I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad that I'm working with him. But <laughs> it's good to have actors that can do that as well. Cause some people would have been like, no, I need time to prepare these questions. Like, no, I'm not doing that. You have to give me a script. Mm. And it's kind of having the freedom. So I think we're a good pair. And I've met some of the other cast members. We had a read through. Everyone is amazing. So talented. The woman who's playing the queen. Oh my God, her voice. I, I could just listen to her for hours. She has the most incredible voice. Mm. And yeah, I'm just very excited to be a part of it. I think it's going to be a really good film. Yeah. It's very different. It's kind of based in a world where women have control over men. Not as in they have control over men like shh, with whips, but like this world. But That's a women very, have... very different film market. Yeah, I know. I said the whip and then I was like, oh, no. It's going to be <laughs> just with the, the vampire princess whipping someone. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that happened. But no, it is um, It's very different. That's why I like to, I like to go for projects that aren't stereotypical. There's something different about it, a different mm. twist. And I'm really excited to start filming. Well, that's, that, 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 you know, and, and it amazes me because you don't appear to stop. You do not stop. You just I, like, don't stop. So the last time I had a day off, and I mean a day off where I didn't check my emails, I didn't post anything, was April 2018. See, now that is, now again, that is a lot of hard work and that is a lot of commitment. Yeah, that, that <laughs> but is, I love what I do. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> no, and I mean, and that and that shines through. That does shine through, and it's and it and you're positive about everything. Um, I'm, I'm all about energy and positivity and fate and karma and just being a good person. Be good, and good things will come to you. Well, yeah, that's you know, that's, a, that's an amazing way of looking at it, you know. And actually, and again, it's it sort of. All of your stuff is about positivity. You know, whenever you see your posts or anything, everything is energy and high energy. And, you know, it, it's, 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 it's really, really refreshing to see. Now, obviously you, you're in terms of your sort of your social media following and everything. That is, that is, you know, it's always interesting to, see, to watch and sort of see, um, particularly probably, probably because I'm from a generation that sort of maybe just slightly, just still getting to grips more than anything else with sort of it. You're not that old. <laughs> but if you think about it, I remember a period of time where we didn't have internet. I we remember dial-up internet. You know that noise? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't, remember that? We didn't have dial-up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. That, that, but it's interesting for me, and like particularly from a media point of view, mm. um, and my wife is very, very clever with uh, Instagram, and she she teaches media. <gasps> We're gonna get on. She teaches media as well. Um, it's really interesting because we we were talking about sort of you know how the hell am I gonna you know growing your growing your following because she's got a fantastic Etsy store as well, um, mm -hmm. Luna Blue Magical Gifts. Uh -huh. There we go, contractually obliged. <laughs> um, um, but it's fascinating how. How did you sort of, I don't know, not discover social media, but how did you sort of realize that, you know, that's something that you can do really well and, and something mm. like, that you can build into a career? So I didn't, like, I never thought being, I still don't really like the term influencer. Like, I refer to myself as an internet person, but when you're in meetings with big brands, they don't really like that. So you have to be like, I'm an influencer. I influence people, which is strange. Anywho, I digress. So the word like influencer, when I started making these videos online, that was the beginning of 2015. So it was pretty much unheard of. Like no one was really doing it. You had the big, you've always had the big YouTubers, yeah, but yeah, there were yeah. like Instagram models. It wasn't, you wouldn't say being an influencer, internet person was an aspirable job because yeah. it wasn't seen as being realistic. And I think I like even myself, I had no idea it was a real thing until I started doing it myself. Yeah. And a lot of people do the amount of times that I will be in an Uber or a taxi or someone's listening to me talk to my parents about a job. And they're like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm just like, oh, and the thing is, like, I don't blame them because before I did it, I didn't think it was a real job either. I was like, you can make a living of putting like comedy sketches online. God, you're crazy. Just go to school. Like that's how I used to think. So now I'm like, honestly, people get annoyed. And I'm like, I really don't get annoyed because I was the exact same. And it's a changing world, man. I mean, media is taking over from TV and film. Again, I diverge. Coming back again. You've got to keep reminding me, man. We it's can just talk hey, look, today. Just, just let you go. It's great. It's, it's Sunday, right? No, it's Wednesday. Okay, that's yeah, okay. the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do this sometimes. I'm like, I can talk and it could be the next day. <laughs> um, so getting back to your question, 
for me, as I said, I was still at university, so I wasn't really taking it seriously. And in the last few months at uni, the fact that I was making a decent income, like I was paying my rent from doing Instagram stories and Snapchat stories, which to me just seemed ridiculous. Like, how was that possible? So when I graduated and I was like, hold on, I've been working full time, working full time, sorry, studying full time at university. And I've made, I don't like talking about money, but I've made a decent amount of money. Yeah. And I was like, if I can, and this is what my parents did. They sat me down when we had this discussion and they were like, look, if you want to follow this media career, that's totally fine. All we say is whatever a standard graduate job is per year, just have a figure in your head. You have to try and equal that because if you can, then it's a real job. You know, it's sustainable. It can support yeah, you. Yeah. If you can't do that, maybe it's time to get a real job. And I respected that. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Mm. So again, very, very lucky. I earned the number that I wanted in the first year. So I was like, okay, that's it. I, and it was at the end of that first year, even throughout the year, getting the brand deals, doing this, doing that until I hit the end of that year. And I actually looked at what I'd achieved, what I'd not even monetary, but just what I'd accomplished, like the people I'd met, what, yeah, what I'd yeah. developed myself. I was like, this is a whole new life. It's a whole career that I never thought would have been possible. But I was like, this is me. Like when you're doing something, mm. you know what you're made to do. For me, I know I'm made to do acting. I know that, that is my passion, but social media, like, it, it works. It's like finally all the little puzzle pieces fit together and it makes sense. And it's, it's just kind of natural for me, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I just, yeah, I love it. And it feels right. <laughs> I said, that, that's an incredible answer. Um, and like it's I said, it's the longest answer. You know, we've been talking for, for nearly over an hour now. And, you know, I'm so sorry. No, it's absolutely, don't please. And it's it, like I said, it, it for me, it's, it, it's fascinating because it, it is new. It is something that, that has changed the way in which we consume things. Um, you know, and cause we're all, con- you know, we are very much, we are very, very much a consumer sort of based, based society you know and i'm the same you know you're talking to somebody who isn't you know will convert his his, you know he looks over and sort of looks at his you know in a very nerdy way that he converted his entire dvd collection over to blu-ray you know right yeah congratulations well not not quite there because i keep buying dvds as well and i go oh that oh no it's like spend that extra 10 pounds on the blu-ray it's worth it it's just you know but then (laughs) but then i still have vhs I still, oh, I still have the entire series of Pokemon on VHS, and I will never let nice. that go. That is nice. my childhood. No one's taking that from me. Nice. Impressive. Thank now, you. We, <laughs> like I said, we've been talking now for the best part of an hour. Yes. So I'm going to kind of kind of wrap things up a little mm-hmm. bit, because I know you're a very busy person. And I, and I know really, you've had a long day, and I feel like the last thing you want is to be talking to someone who won't shut up. No, like, I, like, have a bath, a bubble bath. <laughs> Yeah, light some candles, put some Kenny G on. It'll be fine. Obviously. Yes, of course. Does anyone have a bath any other way? No. No, no unless, I, I, you know, with Kenny G. In the bathtub with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I haven't, I, I, he's not been around too much, so I know he may need the work, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing with Kenny G in the bath? Just, just chilling. It's just a standard Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's wrong, what's wrong with you? Tea? No. You don't do this? No. With <laughs> We're so strange. <laughs> <laughs> now, basically, what we're going to do is, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to wrap the interview because I think it's, a, it's always a great way to sort of. Um, You're going to wrap? No, God, no! Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I am the whitest white man who ever walked the earth. It would just be painful. I'm literally the whitest white woman, so we would make a very good combo. <laughs> it, it, it's you know, I and I one of the, one of my favorite things to do is torture the kids I teach. Uh, it, 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 uh, and I'll say things like, oh, you children and your hip pop. The hippity hoppity. Yeah. <laughs> Wickety whack, hey? What about those, oh the, what about that crisscross, eh? Hey, with the jeans oh back to front? <laughs> I love that. If I was a teacher, I would have to do that. And they look at me as if to say, who? Yeah, and they're like, Where, what, what planet are you from? Have you, <laughs> sir, have you had a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and I hear that a lot as well. Um, <laughs> so, thing to say to that. <laughs> yeah, what we've got here is the famous questionnaire by Bernard Pivot, um, yeah, and used by James Lipton. Um, who is it? I love that. I love James Lipton. I, and another man with a wonderful voice, mm-hmm. and he used this on um, Inside the Actor Studio. And I just think it's a great way to give sort of. Just to give an insight on the sort of um, on people in general 
And I think it's, you know, it's something that you can, you know, you can do with anyone, but I think it's always interesting to sort of, uh, to wrap, maybe wrap up the interview in, in this way. Sort of, uh, so first up, question oh, number God, one. I'm scared. Here we go. God, okay, here we go. What's your favourite word? Hello. That's definitely not my favourite word. Apparently it is. I think it's because in awkward situations, I know you don't want a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, you're like, this is a quick fire round. I'm like, here, have no, no, 30 no, it's minutes fine. It's fine. to tell my story. No, it's a quick one. Whenever I'm in a lift, and I once read this thing, and it was like, things to say in a lift to make it more awkward. For example, if you have a backpack and you're in a like a packed lift and it's really, really awkward and there's like 20 floors and you're all going to the 20th floor, you look inside the backpack and you say, are you okay in there? Okay. And then you just go back to normal. I like to make things awkward. So if I'm in an elevator and it is really awkward, I'll literally be like, hello. And just see if anyone responds. Or the odd, hello. Oh, sorry, can't talk. I'm in a really, really comfortable lift situation and everyone's really friendly. Just, <laughs> and just see how people, I'm just that person. So hello. hello. Standard icebreaker. Also Adele. Hello. <laughs> and again, sorry that you had to hear that it's actually it's, 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 it's a great technique though isn't it but if you think about like the way in which you can put the inflection on things but also there is the, the thrill of watching people squirm I love it it makes me so happy this is why I do pranks like it sounds bad saying that but like I like being uncomfortable I love uncomfortable situations I just find them funny and then that makes it more uncomfortable which makes me laugh even more it's just a vicious cycle <laughs> mm. okay question two what is your least favourite word? Garden. <laughs> no, sorry there. I say things sometimes. I think, I don't know, garden? Maybe because I live in London and no one has a garden. And whenever I meet someone who says they have a garden, I am eternally envious and I go home and cry. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what motivates you creatively? In life, the one thing that like pushes me is just to make my parents proud. That's, I know it's like the lamest response, but I'm an only child and my parents are my everything. They're my best friends. And the thought of them being proud of me and smiling when they see something that I did like that, just my whole life, that's just pushed me. Okay. So what demotivates you? Ooh, bad manners and negativity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm really, really big on manners. And if I, Awkward story. Um, I was on the first set I was ever on. This is going to be quick fire. And I'm it's telling fine, you, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. The viewers, the viewers, the listeners are going to be like, oh my God, this woman doesn't shut up. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Go, go. Could you imagine if I'd made a podcast? It'd be like seven days long. <laughs> Trust the me. The seven day challenge. <laughs> um, our folk horror podcast lasted for like three and a half hours. Honestly. Oh. Sweet, I've got another two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. I won't be too long. Um, so the first I was ever on, I was an extra and I witnessed a, it was one of the crew being really sexist to one of the actresses. I was an extra, okay? I didn't mm. know anyone. I had no credentials. I had no training and it was just bad manners. And obviously I had to say something like, you're really not meant to, you're not meant to. And I, I had to. And I was just like, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I know this isn't my place, but I really don't think that's appropriate. I think you should apologize. Really not the right thing to say. And since then, said person clearly doesn't like me because of it, but don't be sexist. Like for me, I don't, I just don't just have manners, like treat people how you want to be treated. It's something that I was taught from a very young age. And I don't, I don't respect people who don't respect themselves and who don't respect other people. So for me, if you don't have manners, ouch. Okay, right. Here's the here's the bombshell. Here's the one that everybody gets to. What's your okay. favourite curse word? <laughs> I was gonna go for. Can I say it? Yeah, of course you can. Oh, I was gonna say French Connection UK with the U and the C messed up. Fuck. I just I just think it's you know when you're just annoyed and you're like ah fuck it fuck balls. I, I just combine the swear words and I end up with the weirdest the weirdest sentences. But they, that I, they give the best ones though. They, they do. do. The I best thought fucking bollocks wanker shit. Yes. Said that on a podcast. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. We're, wow. We have the little E in the corner on our podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I'm getting my Oscar or when you get your Oscar in the future, we'll be looking back thinking, ha, that time I said bollocks wanker shit. Well, fine. I mean, if that's, you know, the, 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 to be perfectly honest, I have said far worse. I haven't. Far worse. So <laughs> we no. bring out the best in each other. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I am a 
walking sound effect. I don't know if you know this. I make a lot of weird noises. My favorite is the foghorn. You have to do it with the action. I know there's no video, but imagine someone squishing a foghorn and... <laughs> Superb. Yeah, what sound or noise do you hate? Right. I was meant to be a musical fart. Right, okay. okay. When you think you're going to do a quiet one and it comes out as a musical fart and <laughs> you're proud of yourself because it it sounds like a work of art, but you know you should be ashamed. Yes, yes. Well, everybody enjoys their own brand, don't they? So, I mean, it's... I've uh... heard that. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me here. I read that <laughs> What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Astronaut. That's a good one. I like space. Yeah. I've always liked space. And I did this module on um, the University on Cosmology. And I was just like, you know, I just, I just like to go to Mars one day just to chill. Just, yeah, put your feet up. I think it'd be fun. Like, it's going to be quite warm. I could do with the tan, you know. Why not? <laughs> now, <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Footballer. Oh. Because I'm really clumsy. And if I complained as much as footballers do when they literally get, like, a poke on the head, I'd just be on the floor all the time. And I wouldn't actually do any football. So it'd be a bit pointless. <laughs> I like that. I do. <laughs> now, this is probably my favourite question. Oh no! If heaven exists, what yeah. would you like? Hear, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Unlimited pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that is heaven to me. If there isn't unlimited pizza, it's not heaven, and it's a terrible mistake, and I'm in hell. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and, and that unlimited pizza bombshell, Amber. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Sorry for taking up one hour, 13 minutes and 15 seconds of your life that you're never going to get back. Not a problem. And you're definitely going to have to come back on the podcast and we are going to have to talk about the Saw movies. We should. We shall. Now, before you go, tell the good listeners Mm -hmm. where they can find you. Oh, well, I'm well rehearsed at this one. If you guys want to follow me, you can find me on Snapchat and Twitter at AmsDT. That's A-M-B-Z-D-T. And (laughs) can they see my face? They can't. No, 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 no. It's fine. Oh, no, I'm like, if they see my face right now, I'm like, let's spell this phonetically. A for alpha. Anywho, Instagram <laughs> and everything else is my full name, which is Amber Doig Thorne. Got a bit of an awkward surname. It's D-O-I-G. Hugh, do you want to pronounce how you said it earlier? Doig. Doig Thorne. <laughs> I went American. I cannot do a Welsh accent. D-O-I-G hyphen Thorne on all of the socials. You will find me there. Send me a little wave and a message and I will respond. Amber, been a pleasure. You're definitely coming back on again, whether you like it or not. And of course... Oh my God, no, I'd love to come back. (laughs) And we're going to be working together very, very soon. And yes, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. We got... Well, looks, everybody's confirmed for our rehearsal day. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. No worries. You take care now. Hey, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, I would like to say a huge thank you to Amber for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. Really, really good time talking with her. Like I said, guys, you can see Amber in my upcoming short film, School Hall Slaughter, which we're going to start filming now over the summer. So don't forget, go on over to our GoFundMe page. You know, we accept donations large and small. Please help us make this, help us make this the best that we can possibly make it, okay? Go over to our GoFundMe page. You can uh, also check out our Instagram page, School Hall Slaughter. You see updates also on our uh, the podcast's own Instagram. That's the Undead Wookie 1980. On Twitter, at the Undead Wookie. On our Facebook page. We've got loads and loads and loads going on. Also, the School Hall Slaughter Facebook page as well. Please come on over. I'm putting as many posts as I possibly can on there. Um, but also you get to see some of the fantastic work um, by uh, Rubber Johnny's Masks. And um, Rubber Johnny's uh, has got some incredible props that they're providing us with. I can't wait to see you guys, uh, show you guys with that. So, once again, thank you to Amber. To everybody listening out there, I am always humbled. Please drop us some messages. You know, however, please don't be shy. Leave us some five-star reviews on iTunes. Get Spread the word. Spread the love. And in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there, whatever you are.